life in the fast lane. We're living life in the fast lane. Living life in the fast lane. Go and lose your brain, brain. Hey, what is up, guys? This is Justice Grothausen, aka Toast, here at the Toasty Takes Podcast, where we improve your mind one slice at a time, where we focus on motivation, inspiration, and mindfulness. I'm coming at you guys with a little impromptu episode today, a little off-the-script style, to say, and I am here with one of my best friends and a mentor in my life, Mr. Dan Panazzo. Wow, I don't know what I'm uh, more uh, proud of, the fact that you called me your mentor or the fact that uh, I get to be on this podcast a second time. Oh, yeah, I know. Like I've been thinking uh, thinking about when we did the last one. I'm just like, i got to get you on again soon because it was such a great episode. And I was just telling them before the episode here that I think it's the highest, highest listened to episode so far for the Toasty Takes podcast. So why not try and beat that number? Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Not that I think that you know I have anything great to say, but just that podcast, I remember it, it, it flowed so so naturally. So I could imagine that that's the kind of podcast people want to listen to, and that's the kind of podcast I, I yeah. want to listen to myself. That was a great one. So let's yeah. try to do it again, yeah, back I think, to back. I think I'm going to move this mic just a little bit. Sure. So it's more in front, because I, I don't think it was picking you up too good. All right. So it sound a little better? Yeah, we got to get the people hearing your voice. All right, let's go. You know, yeah. I, never, I, I never, I was always jealous of people ha- who have a commanding voice. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Zeman. Because uh, I was a telemarketer once. Ever tell you that story? No, I have not heard that. I was the story. worst telemarketer ever. Um, because I would, go, I would go through the script, and I would say all the things that we're supposed to say, and they'd hang up right on my face. <laughs> and right next to me, my buddy, big, booming voice. Yep. And... He would get a sale every time, and I would actually repeat the same thing he was saying, hang up on me every time. And I was like, no matter what I say, I sound like a 15-year-old, and no <laughs> one trusts me enough to, uh, to let me you know, get into their finances. So uh, I didn't last too... Actually, no, I lasted a lot longer than I should have because uh, they liked me around there, even though I was really bad at the job. <laughs> I, in fact, went to the boss, and I was like, I think you need to fire me because I haven't gotten a sale in six months. Um, but uh, I was good for the team morale, I guess. Yeah. So they kept me around for a while until I was like, I can't hold my head up here anymore. Well, having a big booming voice can be a plus, but also it can kind of be a minus because, you know, when you're in the gym and kids are screwing off when you have an assembly, Todd, use your voice. <laughs> Justice, use your voice. Kevin, use your voice. Yeah, and then you got to be the bad guy and go up there and yell at everyone, hey, settle down. Yeah, Todd, Todd, <laughs> I, can, I can hear him as you say yep. that, yelling, yelling <laughs> to the kids throughout the gymnasium. So, yeah, I'm glad we have those uh, commanding voices that uh, take care of the kids for us. Yeah, so speaking of voices, let's, let's recap what happened the other night. Ah, yes. So um, I have a, a side band, an acoustic band. Uh, outside of Best in Class. Um, shout out to those guys. But um, yeah, so we've been playing at Lake Halley at these open mic nights um, regularly. Mm-hmm. And we had some friends that were visiting from England, and we had this all planned that they could watch our band play um, when, while they were here. And then suddenly the, uh, the bar that holds the open mic, they had to cancel it because they didn't have their host that night. So we thought, oh, man, we invited our friends and told them it was going to be this special evening, and now we, we have nothing for them. So last minute, I said, why don't I set up a stage on my back porch yep. and put on my own backyard open mic night? So uh, fortunately, it was a beautiful Wisconsin summer night. We got the equipment out there on the back porch. Uh, we had a bubble machine from below uh, to keep Vinny 
occupied. <laughs> we had a fire, so the, the smoke was wafting up from the fire. The bubbles were coming up. The sky was just luminescent. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, it was one of the better feelings I've had playing music. Even though I wasn't playing for many people, it just felt so magical up there. Well, yeah, and, like, after, like, you know, having a long week for me and, like, being able to come out there and just relax and listen to some awesome music and play some music with you guys, like, it was, it felt very surreal. So, mm-hmm. like, kind of like when I get a get on stage and sing Simple Man with Best in Class, like, it was up there with one of those feelings where it was just, wow, this is awesome. And I think that attests to the kind of teacher you are, too, because you were able to, what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I'm saying? Like, when things aren't going your way, you're able to uh, mix it up and go with the flow. Make lemonade out of lemon. (laughs) Sure. We'll call it that. Improvise. Yes. Improvise. Absolutely. I'm all about improvisation. You probably noticed that when I was playing. I I kept changing the songs up because I I used to do that all the time on Mm -hmm. stage just to mess with my bandmates and to keep it fresh because if you play everything the same way every time, just like a teacher, if you go into the class with the same lesson you've done the last time, Mm -hmm. it feels stale and the kids know it too. So I I say the same thing on stage. I always like to mess around with my drummer and uh, add a little piece (laughs) on to the end and see how they react. Well, yeah, and like like I said, I so I've said at the Halley Open Mic, too. I personally like this a lot better. Me, too. <laughs> Me, too. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to say to you, that was incredible listening to you play oh, out there. Oh, thank because, you. I appreciate it. Well, that was a perfect setting for you. You know, the kind of music I hear you play, you got you got that country mm-hmm. twang to your voice, good with acoustic guitar. Out in a summer night like that, it was the, the perfect backdrop for what yeah. I think you should be doing and what I think we need because, you know, we have Best mm-hmm. in Class, which mm-hmm. is a, a really good hard rock metal band, but... You, with uh, a little bit of country and uh, acoustic sound, yeah. that's what we need more. And I really hope that that will motivate you to, to try to take this more seriously and do it, like, regularly. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm hoping so. I got a lot, got a lot on my plate coming up, but we'll yeah. see. I we'll hear see. you. I hear you. Um, the key is three songs at a time. Yeah. Get your three songs down, because then you can always go to an open mic night. Usually that's what they mm-hmm. demand is three. And then try to keep going three by three by three. Once you get nine, ten, you've got a full set. Yeah. And if somebody wants you to open at some party or whatever, you can go up there and you can open. So uh, you got it. I think you already have a full set. You just have to fine tune it. I could. It. Yeah, I just got to like buckle down and actually practice. So <laughs> I'm not very good at practicing. But sometimes I feel like I do better when I don't practice. I think that's what I was going to say. Because I... F- like focus in so much on it right but i don't know yeah there's just something weird about it like i used to be like very avid like i'd played every day and yeah. now it's here and there and i don't know why that is but well not to hijack your podcast here no, but that's fine. let's let's dig deep into this because <laughs> okay, uh, i know it. you know in high school you were a performer and you did yeah. some like uh, uh wisconsin got talent type yep. deal right yep. so you were really getting serious into it you were writing your own music mm-hmm. um so at one point you probably had dreams of maybe doing it as a, as a living um i don't know well yeah did so you I, or did I you not started my own music page on facebook uh-huh and the first song i put on there had got like over fifteen thousand views oh wow yeah it was pretty cool yeah and no, like, i don't looking, think i ever got that well looking back at it too it really wasn't like the greatest song in the world either mm-hmm. i think i've wrote or written better mm-hmm. but i don't know where it really fell off i think i'm trying to think it honestly fell off when i started uh teaching full-time mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. FIAD teacher and then mm-hmm. as bio teacher i that's when it started to fall off and i don't know if it's because i got busy yeah yeah what yeah. it was yeah but I think it's one of those lessons that I'm learning that if something's important to me, I still got to make time for it. Well, and that, that would be the question, because, I mean, I can tell you in my musical career, too, there was a moment where I realized this is not going to be 
what pays my bills. Oh, yeah. And uh, fortunately, I had teaching, which I really enjoyed. And I was like, I'm okay with music not being my, my bread and butter mm-hmm. because I have this. And actually, that gave me a lot more freedom to do it, knowing that it was going to be something purely for fun, for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if I made a buck or not. I was going to do it because I enjoyed doing it. And once I did that, I think I got better, and I think I started writing more music because it took any pressure away from it, I guess. So I'm wondering, is there... Are you at that point now? Could you get to that point where it's like, all right, this will just be something on the side for fun for me, but it can be something that motivates me and brings a lot of joy? Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know mm-hmm. if I'm being honest about it. Like, because I do enjoy writing. Um, I've wrote a few. So, like, the last time I was, like, actively songwriting was, like, probably two, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was, like, hitting the stride. But, like, for me, like, I'm not really good at just sitting down and, like, forcing something out, mm-hmm. even if it's bad. Yeah. And that's where <laughs> that's where I'm a little hypocritical sometimes. Sure. It's like, we tell kids, like, yeah. you know, if it's bad, right, like, you got to practice it to get better at it. Yeah. And we were talking about this the other night about Christian. Mm-hmm. Shout out Christian. Yeah, he yeah. start writing music. Yeah. But it's just, like, every song's not going to be perfect right away. Yeah. But, and I had... That's something I need to get over in my head. Mm-hmm. It's just like every song I write, I want it to impact people, but I like know it's not going to happen. So I think it's just getting over that idea. But have yeah. you tried um, any songwriting challenges? Like I know you're into challenges. Yeah. Um, I like I did one. I remember I had to write um, a song a week. Okay. And yeah, like some of them weren't excellent, but some of them ended up being things I kept working on, and I eventually put out on an album. And, yeah, I would definitely recommend that for someone who's trying to see what they can do as a songwriter yeah. and getting, getting into it. And, and if you want to do it, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, I offered it to Christian, too, and uh, I don't think he took that one. But, uh, hey, I'm, I'm here if you want to do a songwriting yeah. challenge. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think it's because music, like, it's one of those things, like, we talk on the, I talk on the podcast, like, don't be afraid of failing. I think it's one of the few things in life where I'm just like, I don't want to suck at this. Because mm-hmm. I think it's something I'm actually, like, fairly decent at. You're really good at it. That home song is so, like, one of the better songs I've heard. Yeah. So, like, I think that's why. I was like, oh, I wrote a few decent songs. I don't want a crappy one. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I take crap with good with the bad all the time. So... Maybe I'll start writing a song tonight. Who knows? I mean, you ha- you you know better than me what you know what makes you tick and what really makes you feel satisfied. I, but I've I'm said weird. it before. For me, it's creation. Yeah. Anything I make, if you write something, if you cook something, uh, if you tell a story, whatever that you put something in the world, draw a picture mm-hmm. that wasn't there before. That is ultimately what makes me feel better than pretty much anything else. So. Um, songwriting is that for me, knowing yeah. that I put something, I made something that wasn't here before. It's like an impact thing, yep. you know? I think it's weird for me, too, though, because, like, it seems like every time I write a song, it's, like, at 2 in the morning. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm one of those people where, like, if I, like, some people can, like, put the song down and come back to it and finish it. Like, if I do not finish it with the, in the time span, like, when the creative juices are flowing, like, it won't get done. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't just, come back to it. No, and that's yeah. weird. So like, <laughs> I thought about maybe like instead of putting in my notes on my phone, like actually writing it down, mm-hmm. like that might help me like connect to it better, remember yeah. it better. But I don't know yet. I'm I just sh- know I write a lot of like sad shit. <laughs> that's all right. That's all I right. I like I like I've maybe it's therapeutic. Maybe that's what yeah, you need. You know, but like I want to like branch out and do like some more fun stuff. Right. But I don't know. It's just weird. 
That's for, I, my, for me, my mind is weird. <laughs> it's often a moment of inspiration. Uh, often it happens while I'm running. Okay. A melody will pop in my head, and I'll stop my run, take out my voice notes, and just start, you know, and then put some words to it real quick, record it, and I'll walk away from it. And then later, when I'm settled at home with my guitar, I'll pull that voice note up, and I'll start working on it. And then, yeah, if, if I don't get something solid in like three, four sessions of trying to do it, it usually just goes away, but... Yeah, it's a step by step thing. So I guess, did for you me. come up with a uh, dunk dunk in your face <laughs> when you were running? Oh, uh, dunk in my <laughs> face. Now, that was an interesting one. So what happened there was I had a friend's visit from Arkansas mm-hmm. and my buddy's got uh, a 11 year old son who he told me just got into the percussion program at his school and they have a really highly ranked musical program. So I said, hey, you want to come on my drum set? And he never played on a real drum set before. Okay. So he's just right away. He got he gets on there and he's got a little four four beat to it. Uh, which is really beautiful to see because drums are the most tribal instrument. Like you either, it's all natural. Mm-hmm. It's not in your head. It's not cerebral. It's physical. So the c- people that have it, they can actually just sit on there and start playing. So I just started uh, riffing a little E E minor, and I have no. Oh no, I do know why. Because the previous night, him and I were playing pig with his dad, and the original, the first lyric was, "It never really was in my plan. I was just playing a little bit of pig with my dad." Because okay. that popped into my head when I looked at him playing drums. I remembered our great pig match from the night before, and then it all went from there. And <laughs> I don't know why. I saw his dad, and I was like, God, I would like to dunk in his dad's face. And uh, that's probably where the chorus came from right there. I'm telling you, like, that should be the Flambeau Basketball Boys <laughs> walkout song right there. Hey, you know, they let us, uh, they let us play last year, uh, which I still can't believe we got to do that because oh. we were playing some heavy stuff. Um, yeah, but that was one of the best best atmospheres I've experienced oh, I here at a basketball that. game well, in a long time. I'm going to fight to do it again. Yeah, um, it'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, well, for me, it was the getting to play that Chicago Bulls uh, theme that song, really cool uh, which, you know, I realized the high school kids, they just don't feel that because I get it. They never experienced that. They don't know what that was like, you know, when Jordan was introduced to that yeah. song. Neither do you, probably, but you've yeah. seen it. I just and, get the highlights. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't get, like, the feel of, like, being in that time and, uh-huh. like, that atmosphere. Like, did you ever go to yeah. you know, I was the in the Chicago Stadium yeah. when that song came on and the lights go out. And I kid you not, I remember I would scream as loud as I could, and I couldn't hear my <laughs> voice. And later, um, they had the decibel rating, and Chicago Stadium during the Jordan years was the, um, the loudest arena in history of sports. Wow. Sadly, they knocked the building down because he made so much money for them that they had to make a bigger <laughs> building with all these nice boxes and all yeah. that stuff. And the new uh, United Center is not nearly as loud and powerful as the Chicago Stadium. But, yeah, I got to experience that. It was really cool. Wow. Um, anyways, back on music. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try to fight that we can play again at the introductions because that was really cool. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. I, and I'll definitely be here to listen to that because yeah. that would be awesome to hear again. For sure. But um, any other, anything else fun happened this summer? I know you went down to Summer League. How yeah, I went to Summer League again. Uh, I'm, I'm a basketball junkie, so <laughs> I had to do it. You know, and the first year I was like, I can't believe I pay 40 bucks for a ticket. And I just go about a half an hour early, and I got to be, like, second row, front row, basically, to watch Chet Holgram play his first game, watch Paolo play his first game. And I'm, I'm sitting as close, basically, yeah. and I'm to you watching these guys play. So I was like, I have to do this again. Same thing. We pay up 40 bucks. We go 30 minutes early, and there's a line that wrapped around the entire stadium to see why. Victor Wembanyama. Yep. It was unbelievable. But still, once we got in, we were third row. Oh, wow. And watching him enter the re- arena, I mean, 
it was the closest I'll get to the Beatles coming to America. <laughs> Everyone in the place is standing to watch this guy come out of the entrance. And just watching a seven foot five dude dribble like that and just the way he moves, even though he was horrible in the game, mm-hmm. you could just feel, you know, they, they call him a unicorn for a reason. There's yeah. something really special about that, so any, that young man. So any predictions for him in the Spurs this year? Um, he's not going to get rookie of the year. It's absolutely going to be Scoot Henderson of the Blazers, Ooh. as long okay. as they move um, Dame, as long as they trade Dame. But that kid is serious, and he's hi- not that Victor's not, but yeah. he's highly uh, motivated and competitive, Scoot was. I mean, he was out there like a grown man running summer league it was really cool to watch victor you could tell was confused the nba game's different than europe um he is gonna get pushed around you know as as little as he is and i think the spurs are just gonna be competitive because that's how the spurs are Uh, they're not trying to get anybody their points and their fame you know so uh, he'll do okay um but i don't think he'll get rookie of the year but i think in the end he's gonna be really special Well, and if he can grow his body like Giannis has i mean yes I think it's going to be game over. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just hope he doesn't get hurt, you know? Yeah. That's well, the thing. Tough. When someone's so physically special and unique like that, yep. you worry about if the, like, my guy Derek Rose. Yeah. He had just, he was honestly too fast and had too much torque. It's, it's his, his body could not keep up with his speed, as, as weird as that is. But um, hopefully Victor can handle, you know, the wear and tear and uh, has a good career. I think, I think he's going to be awesome. But the other cool thing that happened in Summer League Little Vinny got to meet Alex Caruso, his <laughs> right favorite on. player in the NBA. I saw we were in the side gym, and I saw Caruso and DeRozan sitting there. And I'm the only person in the whole stadium that would rather talk to Caruso than DeRozan, as much as I'd love DeMar DeRozan. Caruso is my, my, my Little Vinny's guy. He yeah. just attached himself to Alex Caruso right away. So I went up to the security guard. I was like, yo, can my little man say hi? And he's like, yeah, of course. Go for it. So Vinny walked right up. And hi, Alex, hi, Alex Caruso. And they shook hands. And uh, Caruso, he, Vinny told me he was his favorite player. And Caruso was like, that's awesome, man. And it was very short, but it was, it was a sweet interaction. Well, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if he'll like, remember that. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was dumb enough. Uh, I didn't even get a picture. Oh. I, I was just watching this moment. Like, it was so cool. I got a picture of those guys sitting right in front of us, so mm-hmm. we'll remember that. But, um, yeah, I hope so. I hope awesome. so. We'll bring it up uh, often to him. Yeah. Well, no, I love that. And that's really cool that you think you'll keep on doing that in the future? No, I think we, we are good for a while, though. Yeah. My wife brought it up yesterday. She's like, so, uh, <laughs> next summer, summer. I'm like, are you kidding? You'd want to go again? Because you know me, I want to go. But yeah. uh, it is expensive it, to bring a family out to Vegas yeah. for a week. So I told her, unless the Bulls get, like, a number one or number two draft pick, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm going to chill on Summer League. But um, the other cool thing about this summer was it was our third summer back in the U.S., mm-hmm. and our first summer now is homeowners. So basically the theme of this summer is we are inviting friends from Korea and from our past to come visit our home. And we had about five different families come and stay with us throughout the summer. And that was really cool. Just to show off small town, Kadat, Wisconsin, yep. rural life to people from, as I said, England or Arkansas or South Korea, um, Minnesota. I mean, we had people from all over coming to visit us this summer. It was really nice. Well, yeah, and like... The other night was my first time at your place. Oh, yeah. You guys have been inviting me over for two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you made it finally. Oh, well, yeah, and hopefully hopefully, you guys let me come back in the future. Well, i got to let you come back because <laughs> I didn't get to whoop you up on NBA Jams yet. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you're, like, ready for that smoke, but well, I can give it to you. Uh, I, I took care of you in 2K. Uh, no, that was so – we've only played – that was so long ago. I know, I know. We, we only played once. Two for a rematch, for yeah. sure. Not on the Switch, though, on the Xbox. Fair enough. You, you, <laughs> you take me wherever you want to, to play, and I'll, and I'll handle it. Yeah. You know? so, so talking about summer a little bit, was there anything 
Because I know for me, I've done some tough stuff this summer. Was there anything tough you encountered over the summer? Or was it pretty easy going? Just you mean other than little Vinny Panazzo? Oh. <laughs> Every day with Vinny Panazzo yeah. can be tough. Okay, I'll give you, you that. You saw uh, at the uh, at the open mic, we had <laughs> bubbles going. We had food. We had, we had to bring them for a neighbor kid to try to occupy him. And still, I think you took quite the beating oh. for the team, which I appreciate. Oh, Someone's yeah. got to go there and get beat up <laughs> so the rest of us can play some music. Yeah, so um, just that? Yeah, other than that, uh, there's this uh, cute little incident that we've been dealing with lately. Okay. We got three kids, uh, three young boys in the neighborhood, okay. and they're, uh, they're on their bike all day, and uh, let's just say um, they, they're not the cleanest of, of kids, you know, they don't wear shoes, and they're always mud yeah. all over. Well, and, they're enjoying uh, life, they're yeah, living life. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and, and more power to them, but they have this new thing where they uh, come to our house at random hours every single day and just... Ring the doorbell. <laughs> just I open the door and there's three little kids. Hey guys. Hey. And they don't know Vincent. And they don't know me. Uh, my wife subbed at their school once, and they've just got it in that we're on their stop. So uh, yesterday we're trying to watch a movie after dinner. There's the boys at the door. Uh, we're trying to eat lunch. There's these three kids at the door. I think they're just trying to get inside the house to play. Maybe they heard that my basement is Action Ooh. City. But I look at their muddy bare feet, and I'm like, I don't know. We got a pretty pretty nice house right now. Yeah. Vinny, why don't you go out and play with those kids? Yeah, well, I mean, clearly no one taught them the concept of Ding Dong Ditch. Yeah, right. <laughs> I Did know. you ever play Ding Dong Ditch back in the day? Oh, I might have been well, the king may- of Ding maybe, Dong Ditch. Maybe you were getting a little karma for that. Yeah, good. I, I think about that all the time. <laughs> hey, as a teacher, I'm like, I, I had stages. Yeah. I, was, I was the teacher's pet at certain stages, and then I was also the kid held back from recess for an entire school year for oh, no. uh, behavioral issues so yeah i think about that all the time that this is pay- and also people say uh whoever you were as a child your kid will be like two times worse Uh oh um and yeah i was thinking about Vinny. that the makes sense out. oh yeah my dad says you deserve Vinny. so <laughs> i guess it i guess it that's how that's how it rolls you well know? good well i'm glad your summer wasn't too tough no it was amazing i mean these these american summers are the best yeah, and we've had pretty like decent weather mm-hmm. this summer. Isn't Absolutely, really, really too hot. Like like you said, like the other night was perfect. Like, right, it's awesome weather. But yeah, except for uh, the day that Best in Class got to play oh, Mardi Gras. Yes, and the sky opened right in the middle of our set. Man, that was a powerful storm. Yeah. Hey, you guys still powered on though. We did, and we got to come back on. And I think I think we really finished strong with three yeah. heavy hitting songs at the end of it. Oh yeah, well. And- I was going to ask if you can give me a little sneak peek for tomorrow at your block party. <laughs> yeah, bash. yeah, sure. Um, Will you be playing Monkey Wrench? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, we're going to start with that. So oh, don't, let's don't go. be late. Song number one, Monkey Wrench. And uh, we're going sh- to dust off one that we've only played once, I think. But uh, PB demanded it. And I think it's oh, time no. at the end of the summer. <laughs> Freebird's coming oh. back out. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah, just thinking about that, I realized i got to practice it a little bit before tomorrow. But I, So you, you, what you're saying is I get to listen to Christian Pollock solo for three minutes? Yes, you do. Oh. Yes, you do. It'll be worth, it'll be worth the drive. I know. I should be charging people for this, but, <laughs> you know, I'm too much of a hippie for that kind of thing. No, but, like, so, yeah, like I've followed your guys' band this summer. And yeah. And I'd say it's pretty safe to say that you guys have grown quite a bit in popularity, I'd say, because oh, yeah. it seems like you guys have played a lot more shows this yep. summer. It would what was your favorite? Give me your favorite this summer. Uh, well, I would, I would have to say the uh, the one you were a part of at Ladysmith uh, at the park there. Memorial oh, Park, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we put on that show, that was my favorite, just because that was completely our own deal, mm-hmm. and we put it together last minute because we had some equipment that. Uh, thank you, Flambeau. Um, yep. The the grant um, allowed us to buy some new equipment, so we wanted to try it out, and we 
put on a full-on stage, you know, a stage show with uh, three acts in the amphitheater. That was really cool. And I, and I just thought, now this is something I'd like to keep going. Um, you know, I know this area already has Rock Fest and Rock Rally, but uh, Flambapalooza could be a regular thing we do <laughs> once or twice a summer. And hopefully maybe something to raise a little money for the school, yeah. something like that. I think that would be an ultimate a dream of that. Yeah, and well, like we were discussing the other night, too, is like if you could get some of those hard rock kids to buy into maybe playing a little bit of more mellow music too. Mm-hmm. Not like totally going away from rock no. and roll, but you know, we don't really have that no. for the crowd around here in Russ County. So sure. like, I think that's another area where, you know, band could grow too. I'm sure that's you'd agree good with point. that too. You know, now that you say that, I, I've been to a few events out here and it's always hard, hard rock, you know? Yeah. And I love hard rock, but for me, my favorite band is, is a band that could do everything. A band that can go real soft, real sweet, and then yeah. can and rock out. And the same thing for me, if I was going to go watch a night of music, I would like to hear everything. Yeah. I would like to hear something sweet and then a little folk, a little bit of punk, a little bit of rock into a metal. Like that for me would be my ideal night of music. So yeah, I think we could we could do that for sure. Oh, that'd be really cool. Like I got to get Ethan Johnson out there. I hear that kid's got some guitar skills. Yeah, he can play guitar mm-hmm. too. I, I don't know if I've actually watched or heard him play but yeah. i know he can strum well he's gonna be in the talent well, show whether he likes it or not good and uh, evelyn keepers i already have a plan every friday we're gonna have a friday fun day in okay. our english class and i'm gonna have evelyn come up and play a song on her acoustic guitar and if the kids want me to play i'll play but if they just want evelyn i'm okay with that too um so i'm gonna try to get her playing a little bit more regularly and uh you as well because we yeah. got our songwriting challenge that we just agreed to oh we might have to <laughs> when it when it starts when when we figure out a start date for it, yeah, yes, I I'd, yeah. I'd be down to do that. Do fun. I have to share the progress? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. You know, what'd be really cool <laughs> is if uh, once a uh, okay, we said a song a week. Was yeah, it? song yeah. a week. A song a week, and then once a month we potted where we talked about what we came up with Ooh. this month, and we played one each or two each um, of our songs that we worked on, and just kind of explained where they came from. Okay, and what. that'd be really fun. I That'd think that really would be an cool. interesting podcast. People would probably like to listen to that. Oh, yeah. Well, like, and so I don't know if you followed earlier, I think it was a few weeks ago, I challenged myself to do a podcast every day for I remember seven that. days in yeah. a row. That was, like, low-key kind of brutal. Was it? <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't, like, hard in the sense that it took a lot of time. It was hard coming up with things to talk about every day mm-hmm. that basically weren't the same message yeah. every day. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. um, so, yeah, I took a little break after Kyle's episode last week. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Kyle. Um, that was a great uh, great episode, by the way. Well, yeah, and I think it really just let us, me, or me, or us as an audience kind of dive into, like, kind of who he actually is. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you just met him, and I'm sure you agree with this, you'd think he's just some goofy, weird kid. Mm-hmm. But, like, going deep down and actually, like, asking him those questions about why he did things, like, it's clear to see that he's a very motivated driven individual well i'm a class bell i love it that's like in your dna yeah. after so yeah. many years in flambo um yeah but on the kyle thing i'm fortunate enough to i get to read what these kids write so yeah. i know how deep he is and, and i and i've i've felt that there's a really intelligent young person there so that was cool to listen to that and in fact it, it motivated me because you know we have the flambo flyer podcast and uh, you know, this summer I put out one with Tyler Monier, and I decided mm-hmm. I want to do a regular thing of a flambeau feature or yeah. Falcon feature. I think featured yeah. Falcon is what I want to call it. But featured, featured Falcon, like, right? Yeah, that'd be cool. So similar to what you did with Kyle, just one on one with a kid and get to know him a little bit better. I think that's a really fun and and 
good thing for the school. Well, yeah, and like because like you did with your um, Flambeau Flyers last year, mm-hmm. you know, you did a senior spotlight, or you yeah. had a a student write something for like a main piece on the back page. Yeah, like, that was really cool to like help them get their story out there. And I think it'd also be cool if you tie in like the podcast because you get them talking. And like, sometimes I think for me, it's a little different hearing someone actually speak than maybe reading what they write. Agree. Like I think they're both good, but they're two totally different things. Yeah. I want to do it in tandem. I want to do the the issue and then have the podcast that goes with it with Mm -hmm. a little interview as well. Oh, I mean, I'd listen every week. All right. Well, get I ready. Oh, I'm excited for that. I mean, we are uh, the self-proclaimed uh, mm-hmm. Rust County famous Flambeau Flyer, top newspaper in the area, top local uh, high school newspaper in the area. So I got big plans this year. I think the Flambeau yeah. Flyer is going to soar even higher. Well, I'd agree with that. Um, so going off of that, talking about the podcast a little bit here, um, I actually, and this is a little plug for Toasty Takes, but um, I got two pretty big episodes coming up. All right, what's what's gonna happen? So the first one, uh, I reached out to one of my friends on Instagram. His name is Charlie Smith. He's a motivational speaker slash mental performance coach. And you know, on this show, we talk about not being afraid of failure. Well, this is one of the instances where I kind of just shot my shot. Um, earlier back last year, started following him on social media from a mutual friend, and he just reached out to me randomly and. Or actually, I reached out and I said, hey, I love your stuff. Like, this is awesome. And he's like, he has this thing, or his message is called My Life, My Pen. So basically, he just talks about taking your life, and it's like your pen. You write your own story. Don't let anyone else use your pen to write your story. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to go into it, but I'm going to have him on the, the podcast as a guest. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so like, I'm really excited for that. It's like my first like big guest. Yeah, I are you going to do it uh, via Zoom or something? Yeah, or he... I, I got to figure out. So he lives on the East Coast, I think. Okay. So I got to figure out how to set it up on the computer and like okay. do, a, do a, a podcast over Zoom or Google Meet or something, but just to get the audio. But I'm really excited to share that because I think his message will be good for a lot of students and young people in the area that listen as much as uh, the adults too, because I think they can also take something from it as well. Because I mean, I've learned from him. Yeah. But well, congratulations! Yeah. That's a big get. Yeah, I'm re- I'm really excited. You know what you should do? You should call up the local station, the cabin, get them to air your podcast right Ooh. in the airways here. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be cool because I've listened to the cabin and. To be honest, we don't need to know every police report that happened through the neighborhood. <laughs> we can take the police report down by about half an hour and put your interview in there. I think Ooh. that'd be good for the Maybe. Community. Maybe I'll reach out. See, that'd be actually be pretty cool. Yeah. But then uh, the other one coming up, too, is the one we were talking about before the show. Uh, so, yeah. So in 10 days or about two weeks, guys, I'm going to have Dan... We're going to flip the script a little bit here, and Dan is going to interview me. I think we already did that today. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I hijacked it. It's okay. I, I couldn't handle myself. But we're going to flip the script a little bit. He's going to interview me, and just about a program I did this summer, um, not a challenge, no offense, I didn't tell you that earlier, but it's a program I kind of did to better myself. If you guys don't know what it is, it's 75 hearts, same thing Kyle did, but I am nine days out from finishing, and I just want to get on and share with you guys what I learned and how I grew through the process. So yeah, there's two big episodes coming up. I'm looking to grow my grow my cast, not cast, I should say. Audience. Uh, audience. Yeah. Grow the audience a little more. Yeah. And, well, we'll feature that in our, our Flambeau Flyer podcast feed yeah. as well. I'm excited to interview you about it just to hear because I'm, I'm, I'm always for those kind of personal 
what'd you call it? Programs. Yeah, uh, program. Well, is a challenge, is that a naughty word? So so the guy who created it, Andy uh-huh. Fraselli, who he created it, but he, he doesn't like to look at it as a challenge because he says like a challenge is something you do and then you're done. Mm-hmm. So he calls it a program because mm-hmm. he says if you do it right, you will change your life. Okay. So right. he's like, you're doing it to change, not to challenge yourself for 75 days and then go back to yeah, sure. what you were doing. Got you, got you. So, and I've definitely learned that through right. the process. But yeah, I can't wait to share. I don't want to spoil that, yeah, uh, that, that, that episode, so I'll hold off. I, I got can't a lot wait of questions, to share. though. Yeah. But yeah, so we're running out, running out of time here, and now you got to get back to little Vinny at home and gotta your wife. Got to do it, yeah. One last question before we wrap up this little off-script episode. What, actually maybe two, give me two things. Sure, got it. What are you looking? So, what are your expectations for the school year this year? And then, like, uh, what are you like most looking forward to? So, I guess that's kind of one answer. But yeah, um, how are you feeling? Yeah, you know, it's weird. I'm in the classroom today, and I feel incredibly good to be back here. And this is the first year that I've been at Flambeau where I'm not completely coming up with all new curriculum mm-hmm. on the spot, because for the most part, I'm teaching classes I taught last year. And what that allows me to do is focus more on the students mm-hmm. because I'm not frantically coming up with each, uh, you know, we have three minutes in between the class and you have seven or whatever classes per day. I'm each day frantically getting ready for the next one. But now it's kind of set for the most part. I will do new things, but for the most part, it's set. And I'm really excited to be at the doorway, greeting the kids. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I get jealous of these teachers, the veteran ones. They're out the hallway shooting the you-know-what all day, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so up to the last second getting my lesson ready, but now I'm finally uh, not under the gun like that. So I want to be more present uh, with the kids as a teacher, just getting, I, and I already know them too, which mm-hmm. is really great yeah. too, because I like these kids, and, and I just want to try to help them be better people um, and be a positive influence for them, as you, know, you and I have uh, agreed early on that that's what they need more than yeah. anything here is just you know, someone to be positive and someone to try to help them be kind and be better people. That's ultimately the main goal. Yeah. And this year, I think I'm really going to be focused on that. Okay. And I got one quick fire question here. Sure. Pick two students, boy and a girl. Okay. Who do you think is going to impress you the most this year? Ooh. Like who's going to grow the most? Who you have like the uh, highest expectations for? Right. Not to put any pressure on you guys. Oh, this is going to be fun. All uh, right. Well, um, my seniors, I don't know which ones will actually be here. There's ones on my yeah, list, that's but tough. <laughs> I think a lot of them are already early graduates or um, college classes. Ladies. Yeah, but I did mention that I have a, a young man named Ian Blackstock in my okay. Flambeau Flyer journalism class. And Ian and I have always got along really well, and mm-hmm. I like his attitude. I like his demeanor. And I think if he, if he is in that class, I'm going to try to get him podcasting. I love his country drawl. I always tell him the way he says... Hunting, fishing, four wheeling. <laughs> it just does so much for me. So I'm going to put him in there. And then uh, on the female end, uh, as I said earlier, um, Evelyn Keepers, yep. I really want, because English wise, she's already where she needs to be. She could teach English, to be honest. That's one of those kids where when the class finishes early, she picks up a book and just starts reading, which is an English teacher's dream. But I want to really feature her as a musician and get her performing more, get her writing her own stuff, which we will, because that's what we do a lot in my class, and narrative writing, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm eager to see at the end of the year. I told her today, I ran into her, and I said, you're going to have a book by the end of the year. It's called The Junior Journal, and I, I can't wait to see what's in your book. So I'll put her up there as, as excitement to see what she comes up with. Well, awesome. You guys heard it here first. Make sure you bet the over on these kids, because <laughs> they are going to... 
exceed. Uh, we don't gamble our on kids here. <laughs> They're all going to be shooting stars. Yeah, for real. Absolutely. But awesome. Well, hey, thanks for this little off script episode today. Yeah. Just wanted to get together and pod and put something out there for the people before we get into this uh, weekend. I love it. Let's do it um, as, as much as we can this year. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's all we got for Toasty Takes today, guys. Go do something positive. Go be great. Peace out. Love y'all. Lay, 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 lay.